Welcome to Bunnies TV. Mayvale here. I'm joined by Darren Brown and special guest Daniel Payne. Welcome, mate. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we? I'm, I'm good. That's the way, mate. Now, some of you might know, some of you might not, is know that Daniel Payne is the author of this book, Heroes of Yesterday, and it was just released, I think it was the last week, a couple of weeks ago. Saturday last week. Yeah, and me and Brownie are both in it, along with a number of other former Rabbitohs. So we're going to have a chat about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, so you're an author, and you're also the man from Dan's NRL Collectibles, so the footy cards as well. Footy cards, big leagues, programs, everything. Yeah. All right, well, this is Team List Wednesday because obviously Anzac Day, they put the teams out a day late. But the big news is, Brownie, that Junior is back. Yeah, he's back from uh, that uh, knee injury that he succumbed a couple of weeks ago and he's been named in the front row. And another... um, Probably not a surprise selection, but Jai Arrow has been left in the front row as well, as we discussed on the show last week. So a couple of big ends and uh, really looking forward to Junior returning. Well, you did say on Bunny's TV during the week or last week that you couldn't move Jai from the middle of the way he's playing. Yeah, that's right, Mavo. I thought he was outstanding last week uh, and the week before when he returned. And uh, his high work rate, he's very hard to contain in the middle and... Um, yeah, he's uh, really going great guns in the middle. And obviously he plays at 13 anyway where he plays in the middle. But, yeah, he uh, high work rate and plenty of minutes. And the other bit of news is that Daniel Saluka Fafita makes way for Junior, which is a tough decision because he's been playing well. The limited minutes he gave us was good. So, But someone had to go. And it looks like it's going to be DSF. The other news is that Isaac Dutupo-Thompson is going to make his return in reserve grade, and Tane keeps his spot on the wing. Now, I know you're a big fan of Tane, and so am I. The way he played against the Panthers, um, the Ivan, the Ivan, the Nathan Cleary bombs. Imagine trying to catch those, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, so, so Tane did a good job, and we're going to go through the team a little bit later. But firstly, we're going to have a chat to Dan. And so take us from the start. Where are you from, and what was it like growing up there? I'm from Moorbank. Um yeah, just a normal childhood, you know, um, collecting footy cards as a kid. We used to flick them against the wall, uh, you know, uh, played a lot of backyard football and just really enjoyed um, things like the big league and watching rugby league. Being, being from Moorbank, mate, uh, what was your favourite team growing up? Uh, I've always been a Parramatta fan. Um, I actually knew some of the players through my uncle, so ended up... Um, you know, seeing meeting Eric Grove and a few of those guys as a young guy and going to watch them at Belmore Oval when that was their home ground, I think it was probably 83. So, yeah, since then I've always always loved them. Yeah. Well, you followed them through a golden era. That back line, that team had a lot of success. They were good to watch, weren't they? Oh, amazing team. Like, I was in year six when they won the last premiership and I was always thinking, oh, you know, there'll be another one and it's been a long I can't see another one coming for a little while either. So, well, did you get to attend any of the grand finals at the SCG? I remember going to a couple of the Parramatta grand finals myself back back in the day. No, I didn't actually go to any. Um, 
Yeah, been in year six. I went to a lot of different games, but not actually the grand finals. Yeah. We've got a long history of rivalry with the Eels, I suppose. And I'd love to see one day us meet in a grand final. I don't think it's ever happened. But, mm. yeah, some, some great battles. Like, back in the day at Redfern Oval, we used to be a struggling outfit a lot of the time. and But somehow we'd, we'd get up for the, the Eels game, Brownie, wouldn't we? And it might often be a late field goal or something like that. Yeah. Well, it's a little, little bit like Penrith these days. Uh, they're the benchmark of the competition, and they were the benchmark. Yeah. Uh, many, many years ago through their mateys, through that golden era. And I suppose every team wanted to beat Parramatta coming yeah. through. And uh, South, you know, uh, struggled back in the day around their mateys. And, uh, yeah, they always got up for them days. And uh, so there's another big clash coming up soon too. We play the Eels in a couple of weeks in Indigenous round at Allianz Stadium. So mm. that's going to be some sort of game to look forward to. We'll be at that one, Brownie, for the Spa, our Spa Association has uh, organised a big day for us. We'll yeah, be there. Yeah, no, looking forward to that day. Um, we've got a big event, a uh, big day actually. We've got some breakfast on at the new centre. Yep. And uh, then we've got some drinks at the juniors and hop on the tram and uh, that easy little ride over to Allianz Stadium. But yeah, just getting geez. back to Dan and we'll chat more about that later. What about a favourite player coming through the days? Like we just spoke about that that great back line uh, of the Parramatta late 80s. You know, Sterling, Kenny, Ella, Growth, the Zip Zip Man. Yeah. Um, well, I think Brett Kenny's probably my favourite all time. Yep. Um, yeah. Especially watching replays of him now and... I was lucky enough to interview him for this book, and and he got a he got a double page spread of all the color color images, Bert. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he was a good player. I, I had the the pleasure of playing against him. He actually broke my leg in uh, my last oh, game of right. first grade. So that's yeah. that's my claim to fame with him. But he two, was he two, was a great player. Two tries in three grand finals in a row. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. and eighty six as well. But they're both tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, there right. you go. Yeah. Well, you could make a case for him to be an immortal rugby league immortal. I think then. so. Yeah. Yeah, and that case has been made. I mean, you know, you got your Wally Lewis's. He was a big rival, and you know, but he, that, they had some great clashes back in the day. So you, you mentioned you collected cards, and it's become a bit of a juggernaut, really. It's just started off with humble beginnings, I suppose, and then it just went from there. Yeah, I collected cards as a kid, and then I got to a stage where I was buying the new cards as well. Um, I mean, in the early two thousands, and then I started to buy like more than a few packets or I'd bought boxes and then cases and a few cases and I'll sell on the rest on eBay. And it, like most things, it started to grow and I got to a point where I was thinking eBay, the fees are just ridiculous. So I ended up making a website, dansandarellcollectibles.com and then, um, yeah, just been building on that for ages. I think, I can't remember the stock number, but there's something like 36,000 individual items. So it's, wow. it's massive. Did you get a lot of cards donated to you by people who were obviously throwing them out? or No, usually um, people want to sell them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they look at my prices and it's like, oh, well, I see you sell it for that much. So, yeah. But, yeah, I've got to sit on this stock for ages, so I try to get it as cheap as I can. What did mine go for, 99 cents? I know you're probably around <laughs> 2 or $3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was one of yours, one of your... Your rare Super League ones was up around, you know, it wasn't Oh, yeah, the Super League. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you go. And, and welcome to I'm worth a bit of money. Welcome to people that are live chatting. We are talking to dance. We'll try and get to it. We have got the Hilton, the Bomber Thomas in there and channel members Paul Cullen and Carol Benson. We've got Peter Cockless in there who says, go Bunnies on Friday yeah. night. So we'll get to that, the Broncos game. But, um, yeah, so we'll add a link to Dan's NRL collectibles in the link of the, the description of this video. We'll do it after. So, from cards, you collected big leagues. We all loved the big league back mm. in the day, didn't we? That was the 
Bible of footy. There was no internet back then, so you'd yeah. get the big league and all the teams would be there. Yeah. And to get in there, me and Brownie, that was a thrill to be listed in the teams there, even in the third grade back in the day. Yeah. And they're so interesting, all the different names and, and just seeing names that you know, people you know. Yeah, well, that's right. Like I think um, I think a lot of it's lost these days with the internet, without the big league coverage. Yeah. You know, um, like what you guys are doing, it's it's keeping track of all the lower grades as well as the first grade. But um, yeah, and that's one thing I do ask people in the books is how how it felt when you first got mm. into first grade football and your and your name was in a big league program because I think it's it was something very special for people. Well, sometimes that was uh, the way you found out what yeah. grade you were playing because obviously uh, the big league came out. Maybe before you went to training, yeah. uh, I think it came out on a Tuesday or yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, you'd be rushing to get the big league to see what grade you were playing before <laughs> you got to training. Yep, uh, you either walking, kicking stones, or you'd be running, you know, running into the training, jumping for joy. But uh, yeah, no, it was great. There was articles in there about players. There was updates about the previous. Um, previous week's games and yeah. you know the scorecards and yeah it was just a, it was a bible like you said Mavo I think Bill Morty might have run it many many years ago yeah. was it, and the pin ups as well like yeah and you're yeah. on the cover with your hot trot and yeah yeah and I missed the cover but uh yeah and you again, got a pin up a few of the center well they had the teams the the teams in there so yeah. so some of them are up on the wall here and yeah so well, no, and a, sorry and a couple of the journos who obviously they work for. Obviously, News Limited and Foxtel and so forth now. Dean Ritchie, I think, used to write for the uh, Tony McGay, Scoot yeah, McGay. Yeah. Yeah, the old rugby rugby league journos. Yeah. So we are joined by Daniel Payne, if you've just joined us. Now, he's written a book, Heroes of Yesterday. Me and Brownie are in it. We're going to talk about some of the South players in it. But this is book three. So when it started out, mate, you just had an idea to interview players, I think you said, for your website to get yeah. some stories and some content. And it's yep. evolved into three magnificent books. Yeah, I was I was putting the the interviews on my website, and the, some of the interviews started to get a bit serious. And I remember Robbie O'Davis's interview was really serious, and uh, talked about depression after finishing playing rugby league, and it's like he he was a bit lost, and and I, I probably wasn't ready for the interview at the time. Mm. Um, but I think I've grown in that regard. Mm. And then I just thought, well, the interviews are getting quite good. I should just. Uh, take them off the website and publish them in a book and mm. and that's how it started and I think I think over time they've got better like I've with the experience that I've got with interviewing people mm. and relationships and 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 things like that so it's yeah it's it's growing Mate, it must be a thrill to obviously come into contact with you know all of the heroes of our great game you know going back years and years and yeah. years and like you said maybe this is his third book now so yeah. there's some wonderful players uh, that tell their story and their yeah. journey of uh, where how they got there and, and where they got to so it must yeah. have been uh, an amazing experience yeah and like I was telling you before I was um, meeting Ted Goodwin this morning and you know that's um Lord Ted yeah just his his stories you know up there one of the a really interesting story, and um, I think sometimes just become friends with the guys as well. You yeah. know, um, end up doing things later on, or uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely it, it is good to it's for people who were my heroes as as a young kid, and a lot of young kids they become adults, and I think you know it's always good to try to understand what it was like for the those football players, warriors, and um, how it was back in the day. That's that's mm. what I try to get. Well, I can say that Dan does do a good job because we both sat down with him for the interview and he did a he was very kind to me 
must admit. I think um, you couldn't shut me up. I went overtime about two hours, and when we come out, all the boys are going, geez, you've kept him for a while there. But uh, it, was, it was an enjoyable experience. And, you know, just telling your story to, and then the way you've taken it from the words into print, you did a fantastic job, mate. Mm. Yeah. Mate, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of the players a little bit uh, later. But uh, is there a book four on the cards? Uh, I'm not sure. Printing prices <laughs> went up. Six grand. So, oh wow. <laughs> so we'll see because I self-publish and uh, I pay everything up front. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'll have a little break after this. And you might yeah, have to chase up some uh, sponsors and advertising in the book, mate. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. Russell Russell Crowe. He's a yeah, yeah. yeah. Russell, well, listen. That's my second team. Well, look, if you want the book, buy it at dansanarellcollectibles.com. Like I said, the link will be in the description of this video. I didn't have time to do it today because we've been running around. But we'll just go through a few of the players. And the first one is mine and Brownie's good mate, Ross Harrington. And there he is there, Roscoe. He's all, some of you ones that are a bit younger might not remember him, but it says, slower than a speeding bullet, as powerful as a locomotive, able to bash through buildings in a single bound. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, tell us what it was like to interview our mate Roscoe. Yeah, well, he, um, he came over my place. We had a barbecue and... Few, few reds, and he was actually going to see Sean Garlic later on that night and continue drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's he, he like I found like he's a great guy, and um, some of the stories were really interesting. Like uh, mm. he, I didn't know. Did you know that he had two schooners when he was Sinbin once? So no, no, I missed that. Bit. <laughs> I don't know how many guys have done that. And no. um, you know, when he he talked about the Henry call yeah. against St George, and he was nineteen at the time, and there's some he ended up getting stuck with Graham Wynn and. You know that big guy throwing massive haymakers at him, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. and the, and he also the the other good story was the Peter Kelly, the fastest send off of, of all time. Because um, I've interviewed Mick Stone in the previous book, and sometimes you don't remember who that person was or anything. But then to get Ross Harrington was the guy who copped it, and Mick Stone was the, so. There's all these connections. It's yeah. quite interesting. Uh, he's a great fellow, Roscoe, and he was at the the book launch last Saturday as we were and. Has all the way down from Lithgow these days, a former police officer. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Ross Harrington, you know, liking the brawls and stuff like that and the Henry call, he's a tremendous fella. He never misses a reunion day. Um, he probably would have been going to a reunion if he was catching up with Garlo that day. He plays a lot of golf, loves his golf. Yep. And, uh, but more importantly, loves a schooner, like you said. And you yeah. know, we... Um did you know we won lotto out there? No. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So There's a lot of reports. Well, I'm still... I still don't believe he didn't win the thirty-five million. It was a man, <laughs> it was a man from Lithgow, and he hasn't been named. So, but no, I don't. Well, I, same age, he, he, wasn't he, it? He, the same age. He guarantees me it's not him, but he's probably pretty smart. If he did win it, you're not telling him. Put anybody. it this way: if he won thirty-five million, you want to go somewhere warmer than Lithgow through. Yeah, winter. no, right. but that's no, right. uh, Lithgow's a beautiful part of the world. <laughs> it he, is. He it's loves great. it there. I said warmer, not beautiful. And just in, and just before we move on, he's always got my back too, Roscoe. And in the book, he. Said a couple of nice words about me, about yep. you know what happened in '87 and how he got injured and all that. So read the book, and you can see what Mate, Roscoe said. Roscoe, Rabbito number seven one two. But we'll go on to now Rabbito number five nine six, and that was Barry Wood. Yeah, uh, the father of the great Nathan Wood there and he Garth is. Wood. Now yep. he was also at the book launch uh, along with a, another legend in Johnny Lewis. Yep. Tell us a little bit about Barry. Played through that brutal era, Newtown. Yeah. Uh, played with Bell. I think he might have had a season with North Sydney, and also, like I said, Rabbitoh number five nine six. Yeah. Well, he left. Um, the reason he went to South was because Jack Gibson didn't like him. Okay. And he's gone to South Sydney and been the starting um, Aussie halfback. Yeah. Five yeah. eight halfback. So yeah, yeah he's uh, very tough. Um, 
I think he's a very good boxer as well, like his son. Yeah. And he's good friends with Johnny Lewis all the way through. And as you saw at the book launch, um, they're both there and still thick as. Well, maybe I won't say that, but they're still still really good mates. Yeah, well, the whole family are obviously very talented in terms of uh, both the boxing and football arena growing up around Newtown in the Police Boys Club with yeah. Johnny Lewis. He took them under their wing and uh, still great mates to today. And, uh, yeah, one tough era, Mavo. Uh, Barry Woods era. So it says here in his little caption, is entertaining half with a life full of colourful characters. So yeah, because yeah, yeah, uh, we can't go into too many of his colourful characters. But <laughs> true, <there's laughs> true. Well, one of them, he, when he was at Newtown, he said he was very close mates with Chicka Moore, yeah. and we worked with his grandson, Adam. So that's a, a connection oh, okay. there. Yeah, that's right. Always up the police boys, all, the, all that crew. And yeah. another one is when you asked him how he got to South, Tommy Cocking got him to South, the late, great Tommy Cocking, who was one of our... One yeah. of the best, Brownie. One of the best blokes you'll ever meet. Yeah, great yeah. man, Tommy. Yeah, and yeah. then he said, who's the toughest... You saw, and Woodsy was tough himself, but yeah. he said the great man, George Piggins. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and you did ask him about some brutal things he saw, his head's getting kicked. And well, <laughs> if you remember the um, the Rugby League week where Alan McMahon's pole driving yeah. um, Mick Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was, he, was, he was right next to it in, the, yeah. in that picture, so. Yeah, and we, we just mentioned Nat and Garth, and they're both, you know, he, he talks about Nat, Nat and, he, you know, he... He loves both his boys, but, you know, just what he, the way he spoke about Nat and how he never had a boxing lesson, but, geez, he's tough, he can throw him. And, yeah. you know, he's a, a legend of rugby league, Brown. He went over to England, and they love him over there, a bit like yourself. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, he played with Warrington over there. Warrington Wolves is an absolute legend over there. Scored some wonderful dry, tries and had some magnificent performances for that club. But not only uh, Warrington, he, he was a legend at the Roosters, a funny man, he's a, funny uh, man. a great teammate. Uh, yeah. Him and Fletch used to get up to all sorts of trouble uh, <laughs> behind the scenes. But, uh, yeah, great family. You know, uh, their mum's a, a beautiful lady and uh, a great family, the Wood family. And he did, he did mention that Garth was the only bloke to knock out M- uh, Mundine. Mundine, yeah, Mundine on that's the, right. The, the contender. Yeah, the contender. Yeah, yeah. so he lo- loves both his boys, and we love them too. You, yeah. They'd be good if you do do book four, either of those two, <laughs> maybe yeah, do them together. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, then, go, just going back to the live chat, uh, Glory Glory said about Ross Harrington, the Malabar Mail Train. So, oh, I like yeah. it. I like it. He had the uh, Kiwi sidestep, Roscoe, didn't he? He did. So <laughs> Straight the, over the top. Yeah. Well, I always remember the one at Redfern Oval when Gary Worth for yeah. the Roosters had the headgear on and he ran yeah. straight into him, no going around, no palm, and straight <laughs> over the top. And he's poor old Gary. I don't think he remembers it to this day. So uh, it, was a, it was a remember that moment. That's how we mate, could run. Speaking of Gary's, we'll go on to the next player, uh, Gary Wright, Rabideau number 623. Very classy centre, wasn't yeah, he? 5'8". Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember him vaguely playing. Uh, in the Minty's jumper, but yeah, tell us a little bit about Gary. Well, he was also at the book launch, um, yep. and I just remember one thing, or well, the one thing that sticks out was uh, he's a South Sydney boy through and through as well. Yeah, and he played in the uh, the kids knockout competitions, and the, to the prize that you get was a, a jersey. And he said you need an operation to get the jersey off. So yeah, it was just um, he just loved South Sydney and. He had the one year at Cronulla, but yeah, he was South Sydney through and through. So he did love the club, and he grew up idolising blokes like Bob McCarthy, John Sattler, and Gary Stevens. And then he told you in the book that he made his debut, and Gary Stevens was the captain. So yeah. you can imagine a kid that was sleeping in his Rabbitohs jersey That's to right. finally make his debut for the club. I mean, their stories, it's a real privilege that you get to speak to people yeah. and about these, and they're, mm. they're telling you some interesting tales. Oh, it is. It's, um, it's just, I pinch myself, it's... It's it's. I, I remember going to his house and um, 
I went in there with a Gold Coast jersey on and it, it upset him a bit. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's been in this studio and he's interviewed, did an interview for our podcast, but we need to get him back like this and do it on video. Yeah. A lot of our old interviews on podcasts, we're going to redo them again because this is the setup we've got now. Live and free on Bunny's TV. And a, li- a little bit like Roscoe, uh, Gary uh, loves the old boys days. Uh, he does. Loves going out to the Charity Shield Mudgee, you know, with the old boys and uh, up to the Sunshine Coast. And like you said, uh, Dan, he was at the book launch the other day. A he real was. sociable bloke and, yep. you know, a really top fella. Yeah, yeah. And he was close mates with blokes like Ken Stewart. Very close to Kenny Stewart. We need to get Kenny on too. I've got his number if you're watching this, mate. We're, ca- we're coming to get you. Coming to get him. Yeah. Um, Terry Fay, the Redfern Express. Got to get him back on. And uh, number nine, our mate, Daryl Bampton. We always see him down Botany, don't we? Brownie yeah, Stave. we do. Number nine. Yep, he's a, he's a good man. Uh, Mavo. And the next one is one of your great mates, uh, Rabbitoh number... Seven double four, big iron Ian Roberts. Uh, I've just gone past. Well, Gary Gary Wright. Before we move on, was Rabido five eight who bled red and green and was also a shark. But we're not going to mention that. That's okay. <laughs> he had a bit of time over there. And big iron, a tower of strength from the league arena, who is now tackling the acting arena. So there he is, big iron. We used to go to train together. We live. Uh, he lived in Botany, so we'd carpool and. He is a fantastic bloke, and I always say when people ask, who's the toughest you've ever seen or played against? And I just mm. say Ian Roberts, because mm. when he would run the ball, he'd hurt people, and when he would tackle them, he'd really hurt them. Yeah. And if he didn't play, we'd often struggle, but if he did, mm. we'd usually go all right, Brownie. Yeah, and speaking of struggle, poor Ian, he struggled with injuries throughout his whole yeah. career. I don't mm. think he really reached his full potential in terms of longevity because he was what a player he was and like you said Mavo as tough as nails he could hit like a freight train yeah um you know a a great runner of the ball as well played many origins played for his country I I think he might have won a grand final at Manly Mm. I'm not not a hundred percent sure but uh Dan you might be able to enlighten us on that but yeah how was Ian to interview and uh, just a great fella we've all grown up loving Ian Roberts yeah, it was. Uh, I, I just remember that interview clear as day. We were um, at his apartment, and it was a very raw, candid interview. Um, he didn't hold anything back. There was there's quite a lot of controversial things as well in his life, which he he's very open about. Open about. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and he's just a he's still a man mountain. He's a just all muscle, and you know, he told me about his father. He had um different issues with his father because he was, he was gay. He knew he was gay and his father was a, one of those really old, tough, yep. pommy, pommy blokes and couldn't understand um, people thinking or being gay. So mm. he had that going through his life and then... Well, um, it was like that back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, many, many years ago. Obviously, it's changed a lot now, uh, the, yep. the, the gay community. And it's very open uh, mm. uh, and broad about things but uh, yeah back in the day it was very hidden well we voted yes didn't we and you know it's 2023 and uh, I, I just we just embrace doesn't matter what you want to do behind closed doors as long as you're a good good to everyone good person so be it but yeah Ian he's a South Junior like me and Brownie played for the Maribba Lions and the Maribba Diggers and he played in a ferocious pack with the likes oh. of uh, Bundy, Les Bundy Davidson and David Boyle. And I had the pleasure of making my debut and playing a lot of footy with those guys. And, and geez, Ian actually said it. You could see that the fear in the opposition's eyes sometimes mm. when those boys were coming for you. I, I remember him saying that. And 
I'm glad I never played it. <laughs> that was well, like, like you, Maeve, I was a young bloke coming through, and I, I was in that forward pack, uh, in and out in the 1989 team, and uh, they taught me how to play hard. Yeah. And even though we weren't successful that year, we had a we had a great year. But uh, years after that, it just taught me how to try and be a winner, and you know, play as hard as you can, train as hard as you can, and you know, I've got Ian Roberts to thank for that. And Paul Cullen said he can fight too. Well, I can. Tell you that he could because so his dad was a boxer and he mm. made sure that you know Ian could handle himself, which he can. And we used to do the boxing at training, and sometimes you just hold the big, yeah. the big pad, and he, he'd be hitting it and it'd be hurting me. I'm going, oh, jeez, jeez, you can frown. So yeah. don't ever get hit on the chin by Ian Roberts or anywhere else. I can tell you, but, um, Gary Jack will tell you. And tell he, you that's he, he's got Superman strength too. So to speak. Yeah, yeah, he played yeah. a little bit of Superman. Yeah, he's yeah, an he actor. Did. He yeah. has. He's, he's a good actor. So, yeah. And then the other thing, just before we move on, is he spoke about me in your book again, like like Roscoe, and he spoke in my defence. He did. And then he said he really likes me. So, mate, you're a champion, Iron. Thank you for always having my back, and um, we'll have to catch up soon. 100%. Um, can I just – one thing he did say too, he, um, he said the one thing he really regrets is what happened with Gary Jack. Oh, yeah, there you so go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and – yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah, no, good on you. And he's like that. He's, you know, like you said, he's very apologetic and probably wishes that didn't happen in, mm. in his life. But look, I don't think he needed to prove his toughness uh, to do that. Nah, just, nah. It was just a thing, uh, an incident yeah. that happened on the field, and hopefully it's been left on the field. But well, I wish I didn't bring it up now. But I suppose I'm glad we did because you got to say that he regrets it. So yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. But speaking of toughness, and there's probably no tougher play than the next play we're going to talk about, and it's Rabbitoh number 703, and that's Mick Pobji. Yep. What a player he was. Uh, um, I think he reached his true potential at Balmain, and uh, you know, coming through the Rabbitohs um, grades as a young bloke, I used to look up to him and his toughness and the way mm. the way he played, Mavo. Yeah, well, I come into the side in 87, and um, I played in the centres with Pobji a few times, and yeah, he was an older guy, he'd, he'd been around, and... But he had a great career, and you know he's a, a Bankstown boy. But he'd moved to a few different clubs. But then he he saw some some great things in his career, didn't yeah, he? Dan? Yeah. Well, talking about toughness, because that's one thing I really took from his uh, interview was that Tommy Redonigus, who's instilled it into him and told him that football is war and that never ever take a backward step. So th- I think that's where he got yeah. it from. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've just joined us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're talking to Dan, who's wrote a book. They're the heroes of yesterday. And we're just going through some of the players that he interviewed, and yep. uh, mainly the, the Rabbitohs players that we're talking about. And uh, Mick Pobji, yeah. So one of, the, customer. one of the famous incidents that he talked about to you was when Barr, our mate that we played with, took out the Pearl, Ellery Hanley, oh, yeah. in the grand final. <laughs> and he was there to see it, and um, it ended up costing the Tigers the game, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, Terry Lamb, I interviewed him in the previous book, and he said... You know, he, he got him. Yeah, yeah definitely. He so he, him. <laughs> definitely yeah. got him. So, yeah, Barr Bar was a freak. Like, we played with him in 91, and he was all, he was already – knees were already gone by then. He couldn't do the lot of the training during the week. He would just come and do the ball work and come out on the weekend and kill it. Mm. This is 91. I thought he was all, he was wrapping his career up. Yeah. Hangs around on 95 <laughs> and wins another club. I know. I know. So, yeah. some sort of freak of rugby league, that bloke. Yeah, well, I, I'm well, going back to the Bulldogs when we went there, Mavo, I had to fill in a couple of times uh, for Terry Lamb playing 5'8", and 
Yeah, like you said, he'd never trained. He was always on uh, the Versa Climber or doing stuff inside, mm. but would always perform on game day. And what a player, what a bloke, uh, mm. just a legend. Obviously, uh, Terry's not in this book. Uh, he was in the previous last one. one yeah. yeah, the previous yeah. one. Yeah, you can get all do, three. Yeah, do yourself a favour. Go out and buy them because there's some unbelievable stories and journeys in there from some of the players that you would never have heard of. And just on Mick Pobg, I was up at the Babato... Batto Bay Polo Club of all places a couple of years ago. And I seen him, I said, oh, that's Mick Pobgy. And I called him over and he, he forgot who I was and I soon reminded him and he says, oh, mate, mate, I haven't seen you for ages. His brother Kevin, I think, played for the Penrith too. Penrith and Newtown, yeah. yep. There you go. So rugby league family, the Pobgies. And he's a, yeah, he's just living his uh, a quiet life up there on the cent- beautiful Central Coast uh, around the Batto Bay area. Sensational there. So, um, yeah, so um, we we're going to talk about Brownie, I suppose, you you had a good chat to him, and he's obviously he loves telling the story about growing up 100 metres from Redfern Oval. And yeah. what did you gain from speaking to old Brownie over here? <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, it's well, I just really enjoyed it. There's um, definitely remember the, um, the the South Sydney blood running through his veins and um, playing in the alleyways and in the Redfern Oval as a kid all the time. So, and to play for first grade for South Sydney must have been a real big for you? Yeah, it was, Dan, and like I said in the book, it was uh, a dream come true. Uh, growing up in the area, playing uh, all my junior career, you know, in the, in the South Juniors, coming through the pathway system similar to what Mabo did, and get the opportunity to, to play first grade. Um, although I didn't play first grade at Redfern Oval, I got to make my debut at Redfern Oval, the old Redfern Oval, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was a dream, and then go on to have a long career. Um, long after making my debut. Well, we followed similar paths. You people that read our different passages that we we were at CS and we both went to Trafford Borough in England in 1990 and had a good time over there. Then we come back, Chris Anderson called us, we went back to the Dogs in 91 and then back to South in 92, but that's where it sort of ended. That's where I broke my leg. And then you went on to be captain of the Panther, uh, Panthers and a successful career in England with Salford, the Salford Red Devils. Yeah, so I saw like captain all the clubs that I was at, not not uh, for longevity, but I had uh, the odd captaincy, you know, on the days of the Rabbitohs I skippered, uh, Penrith, and but I was a full-time skipper in the UK when I went to uh, play over there for Salford. But yeah, I had a great career. Um, obviously, not much success in terms of grand finals, but played in a lot of semi-finals and uh, I was just, you know, I was always told once it's not what you get out of the game, it's the people you meet. And you uh, that's always stuck by yeah. me. Feel free to use that in your next promo. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> one thing I always do is I have a chat to like my wife or son after an interview because it's all yeah. fresh. And, yeah. um, and the one thing, the main thing I remembered from, from your one was uh, the walk you did. Yeah. And it's like what you said about just saying it's, it's the people you meet and, you know, mm. and that's such a worthy cause and, Mm. You know, you're yeah. walking about what 60 k's a day and meeting people on the side mm. of the road or in the town, and yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, Dan. Uh, for those that don't know, um, I walk from the Gold Coast to Sydney, raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. Back uh, at the end of 2014, and uh, there's a little bit of a story in the book. So if you want to uh, learn more about that, but yeah. Um, very rewarding, uh, very hard mentally and physically uh, along the walk, but very rewarding because we got to touch uh, a lot of people along the way in terms of connection with uh, struggling with mental health and being affected uh, with suicide 
you know, along the way in them country yeah. towns. Well, it's come full circle, hasn't it? You, yeah. you you spoke about Robbie O, and he's a champion guy too, Robbie O, and so you've learnt along the way, and, um, you know, Brandy talked about that. But we'll just go back to you before we wrap up this interview, and we've both been on the fan with Vossi, and a lot of people that know you from your regular, what was it called, the travelling roadshow oh, on the fan. Antiques roadshow segment for uh, Vossi. Yeah, that was, um, that was a bit of fun. He... Vossi remembered me from when he had boots and all, and I emailed him a couple of times asking different things or footage or something. And and then he came out to my place, asked me to get all my stuff out or collectibles. And then and he said when he when they get their own NRL channel, he's he'll get me on the show. So a couple of years there, mm. maybe every three weeks or something, I'll mm. and and we'll do like one one would be a serious item, one would be a bit of a you know comedy. So I'd leave the comedy to Vossi and I just did the serious yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, tell us about the bar you've got there. It's uh, the Cumberland Yeah, so Oval. It's, uh, I got my hands on this uh, Cumberland Oval sign. Mm. It's uh, Jolly Pies, I think it is. And I ended up building the back. It was an outdoor barbecue area. I ended up putting walls on there so it's an actual room now and, and built the bar around that. Um, so I've got all this memorabilia and that's where we used to film the Antiques Roadshow on Foxtel, mm. uh, the fan. And with traditions and everything, being that sort of person, so everyone who visits, sign the bar and, and the sign actually, yep. I've probably got 30, 30 or 40 um, ex-first graders have signed my sign at various stages and oh. you know, yeah. usually had to, had a, few, a beer or two or three or yeah. ten. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully <laughs> me and Brownie get there one day to do it. But uh, don't be doing one of your shows out there one day. Yeah, yeah. 100%. We can, uh, we can travel out there, not a problem. We just spoke about a few players, uh, including myself, that are in the book, but we haven't spoke about Mavo. Let's mm. uh, tell us a little bit about Mavo, who was a, a local junior, a star-studded local junior who grew up in the area, um, was a great junior coming through. Tell us a little bit of, uh, that you've... You know, well, the, spoke to Steve Maven about the one thing about Australian culture. I think we don't like tall poppies, and and you do one thing, I wouldn't say wrong, but one bad thing, people just ask for the rest of your life. Isn't that right? True. So that elimination semi final, where I think I just watched the footage because I'm putting together a video for this book, um, and George Piggins walking down and taking off the field. I I think that that was terrible. Mm. You know, for a 19 year old kid to, and I I actually. I don't know if any of the viewers have seen the footage, but I've seen the footage and the two tries that happened, they were freak, freakish tries. Like, mm. I mean, the the guy has come off your foot and it's bounced over and the guy's just caught it with one hand and dived. Like, I mean, yeah. it was they were lucky tries as well. And then Mark Ross came on and, and South didn't do any better. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Peter Jackson, uh, the Canberra player, which was probably instrumental in that game. And Mavo, I don't know whether you've told it in the book, um, but Peter, you met Peter Jackson some years later. I did, yeah. So I hated Peter Jackson after that because, you know, I was dirty <laughs> on the world. But um, So I just thought he was this and that. And then I finally met him years later with Russell Fairfax at the Maruba Bay pub. And, and it turns out he was a fantastic guy. Great bloke. And I'm so yeah. glad I met him and sat down with him and had a beer. And I said, what happened? And he goes, look, I kicked you the ball. And you dropped it. So I kicked it to you again. Kept mm. kicking it to you. So, yeah, he's a top guy. And unfortunately, like with mental health, he ended up 100%. You know, taking his own yeah, life, which was really sad. sad. But you know, he was a legend of rugby league. And mm. the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Until you meet someone, don't <laughs> yeah. let someone tell you what someone's like until you actually meet him yourself. Jacko was a fantastic bloke. And he was. I had a lot to do with Jacko. And, yeah. and a shout-out to his wife, Siobhan. She's a beautiful lady as well. But, yeah, gone way too soon, Jacko. Way too soon. Now, we always ask... 
I know you're busy. You've got a family. I met your young bloke. Yep. Good, good young man. But what do you do outside of footy? You got any other interests you can tell us on Bunnies TV? Yeah. Uh, work-wise, I'm a underwater surveyor. So I'm managing... Um, uh, it's a, the company's called Sunco. We're in administration at the moment. But uh, it's a, it's a, we're get, the company's going to build the largest solar farm in the world and uh, run a power cable from Darwin up to Singapore. Wow. And uh, wow. the two richest men in Australia are currently, um, and a few others, are looking going to invest. So Ken and Brooks and Twiggy were. Oh, our man. Then we yeah. had the, yeah, then we've had the administration, so we'll see who invests One of that. our sponsors, Ken and Brooks. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, he's a Yeah, he owns the Rabbit O's. He yeah. owns the club. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of oh, the I wish he was our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's interesting because, um, you know, I, I'm big on renewables and gr- clean green energy. I just think it makes sense, and yeah. that's part of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very interesting project, and, um, you know, it's – in administration, I'm actually not allowed to talk too much about it. But the okay. the, the project itself is is it's it's the way of the future, and um, it's just really interesting. So, do you want to stick around? We're just going to talk about the team now. So, yeah. we're just going to re- we'll read it out. Brownie, the team. Yep. We, if you're just joining us, we, this is Daniel Payne from Dan's NRL Collectibles. This is his book, and you can buy it online at dansnrlcollectibles.com. There'll be a link in the description. The teams dropped today, Brownie, and they didn't do it yesterday because it was Anzac Day. And lest we forget, was a lot of moving tributes around the nation. And the one that we started off with was on Thursday when they wore that magnificent Anzac jersey and had that brilliant win. What about that win with the Rabbitohs that snatched yeah. it at the end? Well, I was text messaging you while, you know, Latrell, yeah. Latrell Mitchell Magic, some of those plays he made, they look just amazing. Yeah, and he's one of them players that loves the big moments, Trell. Yeah. And we spoke about it many, many times on the show. Uh, they all, you know, for a lot of fans and people want to to be like James Tedesco and run for 300, 400 metres every game. But mm. Trell's not that type of player. He yeah. loves owning big moments. He does. Yeah. And I, I remember a game probably you know, a couple of years ago. He was playing with the Roosters, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, and he played a 10 out of 10 performance. And in that game, he only touched the ball 10 times. Oh, jeez. And he had 10 <clears throat> big moments. Yeah. And that's what Latrell does. And yeah. And that's what he's doing for us now, guys. Uh, yep. He's winning us big games and uh, look forward to watching him again on Friday night against the blockbuster, the Broncos. Now, have you had a look at the Broncos team? Because I know I Reno, we're coming up against Reno and I think Payne Haas is, going, is he appealing his sentence or... Well, uh, well, let's, uh, I'll ask you in a minute, but I'll just go for us. So Latrell Mitchell at fullback. Alex Johnston and Tane Milne has kept his wing spot because Isaac Tuatupo Thompson's been named in New South Wales Cup. Isaiah Tass and James Graham now talking about centres. We might just, after this, talk a little bit about the Jack Whiten uh, news. Mm. Stay tuned for that. We've got Lockie and Cody in the halves. Junior Tatola's back, which is a big in for us in the middle. He's been one of our best for the last five seasons. Him and Arrow up front. George, Pigan, George Piggins medalist yep, I last year. And he shook hands with George Piggins on the field at the John Sattler That's Memorial. That's how good he's going. Yep, shook in with George on the field at the Sattler Memorial. Mm. Cheekham and Host in the back row. So we obviously we've got Keon out still, but they, those two will do a great job. And Cameron Murray at lock. Interchanges. Cardi, who's kept his spot. Davey Mawali. Hamaweta. Hame Sele. And Thomas Burgess. So that's a solid bench, Brownie. Yeah, it is, Mavo. And we said it uh, many, many times. We're starting to get a few of our middle forwards back. Uh, we've still got a couple to come back. Liam Knight. 
Um, and Shaquai Mitchell is still uh, yep. out injured and they're just on the recovery, so they should be back soon. And once them guys come back, they'll be fighting. They'll, you know, there's, the spots will be up for grabs and you've got to be playing good to uh, to get selected. And uh, that's what they're doing, these front rowers, our our middle players. Harme Sele was outstanding last week. I thought he was my man of the match yeah. uh, last week against the Panthers. What are your thoughts on the 2023 South Sydney Rabbitohs, Dan, if I had to ask you? Oh, I think they're a hot team. And, yeah, they're probably my second team. I like the Dolphins as well. But, um, yeah, I really oh, yeah. like South. I've always liked South Sydney. And we've got our new centre of excellence. You know, we've got some great yeah. management there and Blake Solly and JD. And things are looking good for us at our new home and on the field and off the field. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they look good and things are happening on the scoreboard. So that's... Uh, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. Definitely. We've had a tough draw. I mean, you've probably, you've seen yep. a lot of our games. We've had a horror draw, and a lot of them have been away. Mm. And the fact that we're sitting five and three, Brownie, pretty awesome. It'd be nice to be six and three after Friday night when we take on the Adam Reynolds-led Bronx. Well, it will be, Mova. And once again, it's going to be a tough game because it's an away game up at Suncorp Stadium yep. on Friday at 8 p.m. But we've had a bit of luck up at Suncorp over the last couple of years and uh, I think we've won seven out of our last ten games including oh, yeah. two weeks ago when we played the Dolphins there. There's a stat. So yeah, yeah we're looking to make it eight from eleven and uh, you know we've got a very good chance you, you mentioned uh, the Broncos have got a couple of players out. Uh, Payne Hass, uh, Ezra Mann and Corey Oates have been ruled out. Right. Uh, they haven't been named. Yep. I don't know um, to it's, the extent. It's that hip drop thing and I know there's a bit of contention about it. I had a look at it and it's a bit of a tough one and you know, they, someone said, what's he going to do? He's trying to stop the try but um, it, it, what are your thoughts on the hip drop rule, mate? I think a lot of it looks like it's um, wrestling. A lot of it's coming in. I'm not not the particular tackle that you're talking about, but I think a bit of it is this wrestling that's coming in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, it's, un- it's unfortunate. I don't think Payne Hass did a lot wrong. Uh, obviously, there was a serious injury that came out of it from Campbell Gillard. Mm. Uh, but there are, you know, there are certain hip drop tackles, but there's also accidents and um, incidents that happen that can't be. You know, you, you can't get away from it really. But well, yeah. um, well, what and, can, and that was one of them. What I can say is that. I'm not too unhappy that he's not playing. Cause he no, well, well, neither am I. But look, you, you want to go up there and you, tr- you want to try and beat the best At of the, the best. best yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but well, we've just got... Li- well, Paul Cullen said we've still got Liver Havili out. and uh, liver, know, Yeah, liver, Liver's a, a big out. And, um, mm. you know, we will welcome him back. Uh, I think he's due back in a couple of months. Uh, not too sure. Maybe but, less. He's yeah. walking... He looked, he looked all right. He's back running. So yeah. I don't think... So, you know, we've got some key players coming back. Uh, Don't get me wrong, and and we'll look forward to them players returning at the back end of the season. But in saying that, the Broncos, they're not going to be easy. Even with them players out, they've got Reese Walsh and Adam Reynolds who are in sublime sublime form. Sublime, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good good word for me. Sublime form. (laughs) Well, look, who had them leading the comp after eight rounds? Raise your hand, nobody. So, because, you know, they were up and down last year, but... Reese Walsh, probably the buyer of the season. He's a fantastic footballer, isn't he? He's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a breath of fresh air for this competition. Yeah, well, I still... South are specials, mate. That's all I can say. Oh, <laughs> you can we come like on the show every week, <laughs> mate. You're like Chaps, mate. He loves the Rabbitohs. <laughs> and we miss go. Chaps we uh, like on it. today's show. I'll shout out to you, Chaps. And AJ, looking to get on the scoreboard to try and keep that record intact. Mm. Um, he hasn't got off to a great start in terms of try scoring. Yes. He's in great form, AJ, and came up with that try, uh, that 
winning pass last week was unbelievable. Yeah, so he's due, definitely due. So like the big arenas, he does love them. 13 tries in the last 14 games at Suncorp, AJ, as well. There's another stat. So I've done my homework for you, AJ. Yeah. 13 tries, let's make it 15 this week. And you know who else loves the big stage up there? The number one. So yeah, the bloke at the back. Big trail. Big trail. And also Cody. So Cody Walker, he's a real asset to that outside, isn't he? Like He's a yeah, magician he's a, with the football. Yeah, he reminds me of, I don't know, maybe Cliff Lyons or someone. Just yep. always broken play, never give up. Sort of player, so yep. yeah. We only we're only saying the exact same thing on yeah. our last week's show that yeah. we really? compared to him, and the, just the way he won that game for us on uh, Thursday night, just sniffed it out. Good players, they just see the play and they say, okay, well if it's, if AJ offloads here, I'm going to be right there, and he wasn't away. He went and won. Well, he never he never gives up on the play, does he, yeah. mate? Yeah. I mean, it's it proves a, a match winner week in week out. He went down that edge. I think it was a second pass, and the passes there was four more passes after he passed it. Yeah. And he continued on, and soon AJ got the ball, headed inside, and uh, yeah, put himself in a position to uh, to receive the ball and put a two on one yeah. for Tass down the the sideline to score the match winner. And boys, uh, we're going for four in a row this week. There you go. First time this year, and first time since last year. Frank Subras has joined us in the live chat. G'day, mate. He said, another great video, guys. Thank you very much. And the Den Music said, G'day, Mavo Chaps and DB. Now. This is Mavo. That's DB. Now, this isn't Chaps today. This is Dan Payne, who's filled in. He's the written, author. He's an author of this book, and but he's doing a good job. And we're just going to move on to the pathways. Now, I'm not sure how good are you going to be on our pathways, but someone has just said, and let me just have a look who it was. Glory Glory said, Jai Gray is playing Fleg with all the party blowing the blood, the party poppers out. Yep. And it is good. Now, Jai Gray, you might not have heard of him, but he's a star. He could be the next Cody Walker. Okay. Right, we've got him from our Queensland Black Rabbitohs program, brought yep. him down, along with another kid called Hazen Mellers yep. and another one called Liam LeBlanc. Now, all three of those could be future first graders. Yep. Liam LeBlanc was compared to Jai Arrow by Joe O'Callaghan. Yep. And Jai Gray, we were filming a trial live at Heffron Park, at the Heffron, the Marcelin Fields, Carved him up, mm. made a break, and tore his hamstring on camera. Mm. Tried to come back and re-injured it. So yeah. it's been a process. Yeah, but and this he, is, he could, this he's is back his first this game week back in this Wagga. Week. Up at Wagga, they're playing up at Wagga. If you didn't yeah. know, on Saturday, and that's what I was just going to touch on. Speaking of the pathways, both the New South Wales Cup and the Jersey flag will be playing against the Raiders at McDonald's Park, Wagga Wagga, on Saturday. The New South Wales Cup will kick off at 12.40 and the Jersey flag at 11am. And just with the um, New South Wales Cup, Mavo, they had a great win last week uh, on the bell, similar they to did. the first grade. So mm. it was a double header out there at uh, uh, no, at um, Acor Stadium. Yep. And we got two wins late, late in the match. And yeah. Well, I just, just want to give a wrap to Brock Gray. Now, I, I know we're very... Strong, and we've got a lot of depth in the middles, but yep. this kid, he's playing some good footy. Yeah, well, I was walking in, and Dean Hawkins' mum was walking out, and she goes, oh, Dean just kicked the 40-20, and we won, and she was stoked, and hello, Mrs. Hawkins. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was a good win. Uh, Taffy went good, kicked, some, kicked a few goals and all of that, so yep. uh, good yeah. luck to those guys. And and a lot of the boys playing the local juniors as well. The three players that we just spoke about then, Brock Gray, Dean Hawkins and Taffy, mm. all local juniors. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the pathway system's really working wonders. Now, we live-streamed last week's flag game when oh, they, uh, they they led against Penrith and they 
capitulated into a 24-all draw. And I just had a look at the side. One kid in there, uh, Dre Mercy, he put on the shot of the day, just come across and absolutely nearly put this bloke in the row four of Redfern Oval. And unfortunately, he's missed out this week, Brownie. So they've got yeah. a couple coming back. So that's a tough side to to make because they've got some talent in the ranks there. Yeah, they certainly have. And the back line's had a bit of a reshuffle uh, as they've named them. Uh, now, Terrell Kalo Kalo has been named at fullback and Ty Munro, who played fullback last week, has gone to the wing. Maybe they're looking to get Terrell maybe involved in the game a little bit more. Yep. But uh, okay. a star-studded back line there, like you said, Mavo, Terrell, um, uh, Josiah Carapani. Yep. And and the likes of uh, Ty Munro, they're all outstanding players, and all the Jersey, all the SG Ball kids that have taken that jump up to the Jersey flag, they handled it really well, and they're 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 performing excellent. Just had someone ask, are we going to be doing the captains' run? Yes, we are, live and free tomorrow morning out there at the Usana Rabbitoh Centre. So that was a that's enjoyable for us. We did one on uh, Monday. Brownie yep. Brownie was there. Chaps jumped on the mic for a while, so we just set up camera. And then whoever's there, one, two or three of us, just commentates about the boys and who's looking yeah. good and all that. So that's – I know the fans like that because well, a lot go, of people go. can't get to the new centre and we take them sideline, we'll show them where the field is, where where all the players, what they're doing. Mm. So that's – and mm. it's enjoyable for us too. Well, glory, glory uh, in the live chat said they won't be doing the captain's run, but I believe that they will be doing the captain's run there yep. and then they'll be getting on a plane straight away after that. Yeah, well, so. we, we can confirm that. We spoke to Jeremy. Jeremy. So if you're looking to go down there, you can go down there. Just hang on the other side. Yep. Um, Around the back, yeah. past the tennis court. It's all public. There are spots you can watch the can captain's run from for sure, 100%. You can stand right on the fence. Now, just before we go, we thank you for staying this long, Dan. No, I think it's um, just watching what you guys do. It's really good, really yeah. impressive. Cheers. And yeah, we love it too. And we've got some loyal followers. and But we've um, also got some NRL news. Now, yes. Jack White, we'll touch on Jack White. Now, there is speculation that he has signed with the Rabbitohs. Uh, all the mainstream media are uh, publishing that he has signed, but there's been no report or no announcement from the club, so it's all speculation until we hear it from the club. Yeah. We're, we are hoping here at Bunnies TV that he does sign because he's going to be a great asset yeah. to our back line. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on Jack White and Dan? Oh, I think he's a quality player. Like He'll be he'll be great. Imagine him and Latrell Mitchell uh, running off each other. It'll be yeah, sensational. Great yeah. mates too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. They had a punch up, didn't they? So. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's a wrestle, mate. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that, the, the blokes just come back from a, uh, a World Cup tour, yeah. so it's not as if he's over the hill. This bloke can play, yeah. and he uh, he's pulled the, he's pulled the pin on his rep footy, or, his rep footy to concentrate on club footy because yeah. he wants to win a premiership, yeah. and that's yeah. why he's coming to the Rabbitohs. There were a number of other clubs that were in his negotiations. The Dolphins was one of them. Mm. Obviously, the Canberra Raiders wanted to keep him desperately, but he thinks that he can win a premiership at the Rabbitohs, and you're 100 percent right, Jack. Yeah, well he well he was not just a World Cup tourist; he was the starting centre in a World Cup win. So he is yeah. a fantastic player, and the fact that he's given up his rep duties means we'll get extra value out of yeah, him yeah. during the origin period. Now, I read the article in the Herald yesterday, so he hasn't signed yet, but apparently he's told the Raiders that he's coming to see us. Yeah. And if he's going to stick to his word, he's going to come, old Jackie boy. So if you're watching this, mate, welcome to the Rabbitohs if it happens. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, uh, it's going to be... The, the other thing is, because we actually spoke about it on one of our last shows, the deal was that you know he's taken a million dollars less... Uh, to win a comp 
you know, and a lot of people yep. say, well, do you take them in or do you win a comp? And that's well, the decision he's made and well, he's done it to to find some success in his career. Yeah, well, look, there looks like uh, there's a bit of talk around on social media, um, you know, from the mainstream media that there might be an investigation is why he's taken yeah. such less Well, it's money. not just not talk, Benny. Apparently, the NRL has spoken about this now. But they, uh, they but have the to... Rabbitohs can go to the NRL and say, well, centres demand eight fifty. Yeah, I agree. They're, but, they're, they're not million-dollar players. I agree, but what the rule is is that they have to say this is the person's market value, right? Now, but I... And if it's well below that, obviously you can't rot it. Okay, yeah. that's what they're that's what they're stopping. But what I feel is that you know he's thirty years old. The Raiders have offered him one point one million. I mean, yeah. that, I think that's overs for a centre. Yeah, the the range should be proven to be for a first class Australian star centre eight hundred to one point one. And we've, if he's right. happy to take the eight hundred to yeah. find success with the mighty Rabbitohs, wearing the mighty red and green, then 100%. so show it Money be okay. might be an issue for him, you know? And it's, it's I, I'd say it's not. He's been a star in this NRL for at least... He's been at the Raiders for 12 years. Mm, and he yeah. wouldn't be been on uh, ordinary money either. Yeah. So Probably wants a change as well. Yeah, yeah that's right, 100%. Scenery. Now, uh, we'll just move on to another Rabbitohs player who made an announcement today. Trent Peoples, Rabbitoh number 1179. Now, it was just put on uh, the Rabbitoh's social media pages that he announced to the players that he's taken a break from the game, and it was very moving. If you get the opportunity uh, to go and have a look at that, uh, do so, because, yeah, Trent Peoples, the man of the peoples, what a, what a great bloke he is. He's been on this show, yep. and, um, yeah, hopefully he returns to the game in the near future. Yeah, we interviewed him via Zoom, I think it was, and he's a great bloke, and he ended up making his debut, Brownie, I think, didn't he? Yeah, 1179. 1179, you did say, sorry. So, yeah, yeah. good man, and, um, you know, he give a plug, he's employer, I don't know if he's going to go back working at Connor, the menswear, we all go up there to East Gardens and get the tuxedos yeah. and bags of fruit, so uh, right there outside, um, upstairs, yeah. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the store upstairs uh, on the third level? Connor. Big W. Oh, big W, yeah. yeah. Next Shout to, out to them too. Next, next to Boost Juice. Yeah. Uh, and another um, bit of NRL news, and Chaps wanted me to say this, uh, who's not on the show today, Victor Radley. He got a hat-trick yesterday. Yeah, hat-trick. A hat-trick of sin bins. And a shout-out to you, Victor. You just keep doing them hat-tricks, mate. Well, uh, the, keep I'm, doing your, your, your work off the field. I'm dirty on that because I was we were driving back from down the coast and thought, oh, Dragons are going to win this, and I got my hopes up, yeah. and they just couldn't get it done, could yeah. they? They bloody, oh, I think um, Jack Bird got up and didn't play the ball. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, yeah, a hat-trick of Simbins for Victor Radley. So, yeah. yeah, so Styler said he was, uh, Jack was a Clive Churchill 2019 winner, 2009-20 grand final in New South Wales Centre, Australian winning World Cup tennis. So, yes, he's got a good resume. And, um, you know, and like I said, he wants to come and play with us. He's got the indigenous culture with Latrell and Cody and all of that. And if he's going to be happy there, I mean, we've already got a pretty awesome backline, as you saw when we won that scored yeah. the win and try the other night. But mm. he'll yeah. just add that extra piece. Oh, he's a, he's a quality player, mate. And, um, he's just all parts of his game. He's a good defender, great attacking player. He's got a great left foot kick on him. Um, he can play half. He can play five eight. He can play yep. center. He will probably play center if he comes <clears> to join the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Um, but once again, um, competition for spots, and that's what it's yeah. all about. Exactly. That's That's how you win comps. Well, he can play five eight too, but I don't think they're moving Cody anytime soon. Someone no. said I'll put Cody to seven and chuck him there. But no, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think that's happening. So, and I don't think stretch outs. You know, him and his eye Tass might have to battle it out. But um, yeah. you know, Tass 
can play fullback, it can play wing. So we'll see how that pans out. That's next year to worry about. It's We're worried all about speculation this year. at the moment. All right, so we'll wrap it up. Don't forget, rugby leagues heroes of yesterday yeah. by Dan Payne. And a couple of giveaways too. Yeah, we're yeah. going to give some. We're going to give these two away, mate. Um, and I just I just remembered something. Yeah. Yep. Lord Ted wanted to give you a rap, Maven. Oh, did he? Yeah, he said he loved loved watching you play. Oh, really? The, there the you flamboyant. go. Flamboyant. So um, there's wow. a rap from the big Lord Ted. Gee, today. I feel privileged. Oh, well, Lord Ted and his his son, um, Luke. Is, is Luke is. The Bulldogs yeah, uh, man works that for the Bulldogs. works yep. for the Bulldogs, and he's the one who sorts us out with our passes. And uh, what a great play! And I mean, that's a great rap, Mavo, coming from Lord Ted. But wow. what a player he was too! Yeah, uh, the way he used to glide across across the field for the St George Dragons. Yeah, well, you can next time you see him, you can tell him that I used to love watching him play too. Back in yeah. the day, he can do anything with the ball. He was a, a yeah. real rugby league superstar, wasn't he? But yeah. in his heyday, yeah, he was. He's a gentleman as well. Yeah, there you go. just like you. Dan, <laughs> good on you, mate. Good oh, on thanks, you, Dan. Guys, thanks Thank very you, much mate. for having me. Thanks for joining us, and go the Rabbitohs. We'll see you at the captain's run.